Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters! Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire! In just a moment, we'll join Chief Cody and rookie fireman Tim Collins at what, in the chief's opinion, is the most serious fire the town of Plum Valley has suffered yet. And because of inadequate equipment and untrained volunteers, the town has had a lot of fires. This fact had caused the two firemen to help their host, editor Tom Culpepper, in his long campaign for safety against fires. And it has now reached the point where everything depends on defeating Turner Lawson president of the town council in the election tomorrow. You'll see an example of this man's stubborn refusal to face the town's desperate need in just a moment, right after the following message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's get out to the Cotter Tool Company plant at the edge of town where Chief Cody, Tim Collins, and editor Tom Culpepper had raced when the fire bell sounded. The men were tired after a day of constant talking to the voters trying to bring them the facts behind the need for fire prevention and control. Now, you'll recall that when Tom's presses were lost in a previous fire, the fighting editor had borrowed those in the next town to continue his editorials against the do-nothing town council. That is, he had, until Turner Lawson stopped it and left him helpless to present the facts. Now, at the fire, Lawson has taken over once No flames from the factory yet. Looks like we'll have this under control in no time. All right, you men. Get that hose attached to the hydrants. Mr. Lawson, I don't like to butt in. Then don't, Chief Cody. Just keep out from underfoot. Have you gone out of your head, Lawson? No, Culpepper, I haven't. Can more than one man give orders at a fire chief? Well, certainly not, but... Then leave this to me. I'm in charge here. I can't stand by and see you waste time with that hose. Now, what you've got to do is... Is put the fire out before it gets a start. Okay, into the plant now, men. Lawson, listen, I must warn you. Save it, Chief. You and your editor friend thought you'd make political capital out of this fire, huh? Never in my life, but it looks like you're trying to. I'll prove our firefighting setup is as good as anyone's, Culpepper. The truck's here, isn't it? The volunteers? Your luck this time, and you know it. Never mind that, Tim. Handle this yourself, and you're making the mistake of your life, Lawson. Getting credit for saving the Cotter Tool Company can't hurt me in tomorrow's election. If you ever stood a chance of beating me, you don't now. Get that second hose into play, you men. The rest of you, follow me. Now now I see what that guy is up to, Chief. He'll play the hero, win the election, and Plum Valley will be just as bad off as it ever was. Looks like he might pull it off, too, Tim. From out here, it doesn't look like the fire monster much. You're wrong, Tom. The danger of a fire isn't direct ratio to the way you start to handle it. Now look about you. I don't say it's the volunteers' fault, actually. Yeah, if they had training, they wouldn't be running around every which way, getting in each other's way, duplicating jobs. They're having an awful time hooking up that second hose. Oh, they need more practice. Oh, wait a minute. 
Not only that, they're using the wrong size company. Oh, God. Tim. Yes, sir. I'll give him a hand with that. I don't care what Lawson said. You've got to help, Chief. Of course, I'll do what I can, but I have to warn you, there's bad trouble ahead if it's got to start inside. I'd like to take a look and see what I can do. All right, run along. Tim and I will get a couple of extinguishers from the truck and join you. As soon as you're through there, Tim, I'm going over to the truck. Yes, sir. Ah, they're getting the line ready for action now. I... Oh, say, look at that, Chief. They didn't bother to take a single axe inside with them. Hook one in your belt. I'll take another. Yes, sir. Break out those chemical extinguishers, son. Yes, sir. Didn't they ever hear a chopping your way through for ventilation and it... Hey. Huh? Isn't this the same extinguisher we used when Tom's newspaper office burned? Let me see. Well, it's the one we tried to use. It was empty. Yes, sir. It still is, what? Chief. And so's this other one. Oh, that's impossible. I haven't been refilled. They don't know the meaning of securing. Oh. Everything tossed in the truck after a fire. No system, no order. Well, that's what happens when no one person is directly in charge. Yes, sir. Everybody leaves it for the other. Yeah, well, here comes Tom, Chief. He looks scared. Come quickly, Chief. You've got to take things over in there. What about Lawson? There's enough confusion already without two men giving different orders. Yeah, but Lawson sent me. He took one look at that blazing wall in there and hollered for help. Well, let's hurry. And how do you like that, Chief? I don't. The fire's got to start. What kind of a job is that hose doing he took in, Tim? The weakest stream of water you ever saw. Huh? I don't think they know how to open the valve full or something. Well, we'll quickly fix that. I'm afraid it isn't the line, Tim. No? Remember I inspected this section of town the other day? Well, the water mains. Yes, I'd forgotten. Well, I hadn't. Without larger water mains, you'll never get the stream you need. Without an efficient pumper, you won't get the pressure. Yeah. we got a bad time ahead. Yeah. Well, as usual, Chief Cody knew what he was talking about. A few minutes later, even the greenest volunteer can see what they're up against. Tim, let one of those other boys take the axe. Ventilation isn't going to do much good now. You grab that hose. Yes, sir. You could call it that. It'd be a lot more help if they weren't using it to spray the flame. Yes, sir. Here, here, bud. Let, let me show you, will you? Now, look, always directed at the base of the flame. Yeah, it still won't do the job, Chief. It's just a drop in the bucket. It's getting impossible to work here. <laughs> you, Lawson, stop standing around with your mouth hanging open. Smash that window beside you. Let out some of these fumes. Well, if it's too late for the Chief to save this plant, Lawson, you and I are going to have a little get-together. That's right. Try to blame this on me, Culpepper. Well, I'm not the one to judge, but by thunder, I'm going to see that the people have that chance. It was to come sooner than anyone, except perhaps Chief Cody, expected. With the walls weakened by fire, there was soon nothing he could do but order the men out. By the time the roof collapsed, word had spread all over town that the Cotter Tool Company was a total loss. By midnight, Tom Culpepper's living room was the scene of much activity, with phones ringing and people coming and going. Tom Culpepper speaking. Yeah. yeah all right, Bill. If you've got your committee of workers from the plant together, bring them on over. Yeah, yeah, Lawson's right here with me now. Oh, you don't have to tell me what this will mean to you fellas in the way of unemployment. Uh, there's a committee of businessmen here now. They know that the business the plant brought to town was the lifeblood of this community. Uh, sure, sure, it's about time everybody got together on fire prevention. Well, get on over. So long. Look here, Culpepper, if you're going to try to saddle me with the responsibility for that fire... You're in no way to blame for his starting, Lawson. Well, thanks for nothing. But some of the men in this room saw you push aside Chief Cody, a man qualified to handle that situation. Let me ask the chief a question. He's fair. He'll try to be impartial in this. I'm not impartial about seeing that this town gets equipment and knowledge to handle any more fires, Lawson. 
True. But tell me, in front of these witnesses, was there anything you could have done at the start that I didn't do? In theory, yes. You see, I knew your water mains out there weren't large enough to cope with the problem. And don't forget, Mr. Lawson, the chief warned you about that at the town council meeting. That's true, Tim. Knowing that, neither Collins or I would have wasted time. Let the fire get a start by hooking up a weak weapon like your hose. The chief's explained to all of us, Lawson, that the thing to do was to get in there at once with the chemical extinguishers and axes. Well, it might have done the trick. It might not. I was perhaps a bit hasty in taking charge. You sure were. It's going to cost you the election. Now, look here. I don't like your methods, Culpepper. And I don't like yours. Stopping me from getting out an addition to the courier, giving the folks facts to make up their minds in the election tomorrow. You're not going to use me for a goat. You don't stand a chance of defeating me at the polls. I'll never throw away the taxpayers' money on firefighting frills, and that's that. Not fair to blame me for that fire. Well, that's perfectly true, Tom. I thought you were on my side, Chief Cody. I am. I believe in what you stand for, Tom. But even if Lawson had the knowledge and training, it wouldn't have helped. Yeah, we've got to admit that the chemical extinguishers wouldn't have saved the plant. They were empty. Now, let's face it, Tom. Every man in this room, in the whole town, is to blame. Well, now, there you are, Culpepper. If you as citizens are satisfied with inadequate equipment, with carelessness and ignorance in handling it, well, you're ignoring the danger of more fires in days to come. We can't afford new equipment, trained men. You can't afford to be without it. No town can. And as for training, that's not expensive. And with it, your volunteers can do the job they're supposed to. The only real blame attached to you, Lawson, is in being blind to the situation. I think Tom Culpepper will admit you share that with a good many others. But if only they'd wake up to that, Chief. If, if they'll only put into office tomorrow a town council that is wise enough to look ahead, to see our needs. They'll put us right back in office as they always have. Well... You don't have much faith in the people's judgment, Lawson. I think they learned a lesson tonight. Not that you were responsible for the factory being destroyed, but that they were. You don't win elections by accusing the voters, Chief. You don't seem to understand. But the folks of this town do right now. I'm sure of that. And I think you'll find it out when the votes are counted. Is the Chief right in his belief? Will tomorrow bring future security against fire to Plum Valley? Or will it be the same story all over again? Well, tomorrow will be an exciting day for our friends. So don't miss the next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In a moment, Chief Cody will be back for a word with all of you boys and girls. But first, a message you'll want to hear. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a message for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. You remember last time we talked about precautions while traveling, we found ourselves in an imaginary hotel facing an imaginary fire. We checked carefully and found the hall unsafe for getting to the exit. Now, if you ever face that situation, the next step would be to stop up any openings or cracks by which smoke could enter with wet towels, sheets, blankets, and so forth. Then open the window slightly and stay near it. You know as well as I do how fast a modern fire department is on the job and ready for rescue. Well, that's all for now. Till next time we meet, so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll! Firefighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.